Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 53 of the Oki Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. I'm Josh Unruh. And I'm Nikki Robinson. And we are live from the New World Comic Con at the, the Hobbies and Crafts Building at the State Fairgrounds, and we are joined by Buck Berlin of New World Comics. And hey. Buck, we've been watching people go in and out of these doors. How are you guys doing today? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Uh, at current count, uh, I'm not sure what time it is, but uh, we're at uh, 1,500 people already. Oh, 1,500 wow. people. Awesome. And we haven't nice. gotten to the cool stuff yet. Yeah. No, this space, this was a good pull. Yeah. The space yes. is good because there are absolutely, I believe, looking around, 1,500 people yeah. here. <laughs> but we are not, you know, just Elbows to elbows. Yeah, right. we're not shoehorned in here. We're oh, and there's all kinds of stuff. There yeah, is. Yeah, we're uh, we're thirty percent bigger than we were uh, last year. So. Right. And apparently, you guys have grown out of this one. Are you already thinking about next year? Yeah, next year we're definitely going to have to have a a, a bigger space because uh, we had a waiting list of twenty vendors. <laughs> uh, so. Wow. Yeah. That's wonderful, and so many, and such a great variety. I'm loving all the Pokemon Go things going around here. Oh yeah, yeah. The As Devin sits here playing Pokemon Go, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, on recording. any other show that would be disrespectful. That's here, right. it's, yeah, on it's, okay. it's on point. It's on point. Yeah. Oh, and Captain America just walked by. Oh. Yeah. And, and hi, Captain, Captain America. America. <laughs> we love Captain America. Yeah, we do. I just watched Civil War this morning. Okay. All right. Sorry, Sorry, we're totally focused now. <laughs> well, I had to get that all out of the way. There's a lot going on. I, I understand. <laughs> What's been the most interesting thing so far today? I'm sorry? What's been the most interesting thing so far uh, today? The, the craziest thing, uh, Telemundo showed up. Oh, really? Just out of nowhere, Telemundo showed up and did the, all right, who speaks Spanish? Fan. <laughs> there you go. Unfortunately, I... Uh, I, I know how to say that my cat has cheese pants, and that's it. I know. And I figured yeah. that that's not perfect for Telemundo. So I, I grabbed one of our uh, volunteers who's done almost everything for us, and, and he uh, he got to be on Telemundo. That's, wow, that's awesome. incredible. Yeah. That's, that's so, so wonderful. We saw you guys uh, Friday morning on Fox, yeah. Fox yeah. 25. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we did Fox on Friday. We did uh, uh, Freedom 43 on uh, Thursday. Oh, So, right. yeah, it, it's just been uh, this crazy, you know, media circus of... of of everything, so I'm all sorts of celebritized. Yeah, you are. <laughs> when, you, when you guys do something like this, does it help out also your comic book store? Do people kind of go, oh, well, then I need to stop by there on 63rd Meridian? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It definitely uh, helps out. You know, everything in the business, and yeah, it's just huge. Good so. deal. All right. Good times. There is also a lot of really cool stuff to go and buy. I know. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I know. And, and, and we're, yeah. we're going to let you back to it. So I know you've got, uh, what, let's see, we've got still the, 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 the cosplay panels going on right now. Yeah. The OKC Podcasters is going on at 4, and then the cosplay contest at 5. Right. And the game show at 6. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the comedy awesome. big game show. Yeah, that's going to be so phenomenal. Good. It's going to be a lot of fun. Starfire and Robin just wandered by, and if they're not here for the contest, they should be. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Oh, see, how did I miss that? Just I saying. Right there. That. Oh, that is Starfire. Oh, my gosh. That is so wonderful. And I saw somebody dressed up as uh, from, from Gav Gravity Falls as Dipper and Wendy yeah. from Gravity Falls. Oh, oh actually, that's uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, it was great. That. That was, they were at the podcast table, and we've kind of been playing trivia over there with these buzzers. And, uh, and I was like, it's Gravity Falls, you guys. I don't know what the deal is. And they're like, you want to ask them some Gravity Falls trivia? And I'm like, I, my cuts are not deep enough for people that showed up in costume. Yeah, that's right. No, thank you. 
what is the name of the two main characters? That's all I got. That's yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I watched the entire two seasons, but I'm I'm not as, as deep into it as as. Although my son did buy a, a dipper hat. Nice. We at the uh, have another event that we went to. Might have actually, might have been at New World Comics. I'm not sure. <laughs> but we, yeah. Anyway, I did make the very tail end of your superhero school. Does this mark the end of Justice League month? Uh, no. Uh, next week we have Justice League Dark, where uh, I actually get to be Swamp Thing. And oh, my, nice. And um, my wife is, is going to be Zatanna. So... Oh, wow. Fantastic. Okay, wait a yeah. minute. So, folks, if you're listening to this right now, New World Comics this Saturday, that would be the 30th yeah. of July, Justice League Dark. Is anyone going as John Constantine? Yeah, actually, uh, one of our friends from uh, Jedi OKC, John Eads, is going to be John Constantine. Love awesome. John Constantine. Yeah, and then, uh, I just want to yeah, show up and watch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I have so the entire team that. there. What time? Uh, it's going to be at 10.30. 10.30 next Saturday. Yeah. I, I got nothing going on. I'm, I think I'm going to yeah, show up for then, that. Yeah. And then uh, right after that, we have a uh, uh, Super Kids Day. Super Kids Day. And how old do you have to be for this? Oh, a kid. Yeah. I'll take a picture. <laughs> no, kid at heart, Michael. Yeah. Kid I, I at heart. Like physically a kid? <laughs> <laughs> or the fact that I'm going through my midlife crisis a kid? <laughs> Dude, I'm going to put this on Instagram right Yeah, now. Super Kids Definitely. Days look really, really interesting. It's a... Um, it's a charity event that you guys are putting on uh, July 30, 30th at yeah. what time was it? It's from uh, 12 from p.m. Noon, to 4 p.m. Yeah, it's, it's noon to 4 this uh, this Saturday, and it's uh, hosted by the, the Modified Dolls. The Modified the Mod- Dolls, and all proceeds in it goes to Capes and Crowns, which is a uh, organization that provides uh, photo shoots for the kids in the whatever superhero or that they want to meet. Actually, I have their mission on my phone. I'll read it to you real quick. Please do. Our mission is to provide children in need of joy with an outlet to experience the characters they love in a way they never have before. Our vision is is for children to be surrounded by family and friends simply being a kid as they star in an unforgettable photo shoot designed just for them. Oh, that is wonderful. So, Super Kids Day. Yeah, we're we're gonna have a lot of the uh, the kids carnival uh, games that we have going on right now. Yeah, are gonna be outside the store uh, running by them, and uh, we're gonna help use the proceeds for that. Uh, go towards it. They're gonna have a, a photo booth with a, a whole bunch of costumed people. You know, just as anything and everything. So cool. Yeah. And that's right. And then all the excitement starts with superhero school yeah, at ten thirty. School at ten thirty. That's awesome. Everyone, go go do this because it is amazing. And plus, it's Justice League Dark, which is totally cool. <laughs> Yeah, that Swamp Thing costume is just a nightmare to get into, so I hope I'm guessing you're enjoys. not going to be outside on that, because uh, it's probably going to be a little too hot. Maybe briefly, just to show <laughs> off, but yeah, not, uh, not very long. I look forward to seeing you. Buck, thank you so very much for stopping by. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you. All right, we're back, and we are now joined by Jeff Provine. Jeff, your second time on the show. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Jeff, you uh, are known for your books on haunted parts of Oklahoma, but now you have a fiction piece, Hellfire. Yes. Tell us about that one. Well, I brought some cards. Ooh. Cover reveals. Flyers. Check our Instagram. That's right. Right? Video aids for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Nothing better than pictures for radio. Yes. That's, That's awesome. why I said check the Instagram. It's a multimedia extravaganza yes. here at Okie Geek. Yeah, Thank you very is. much. Right now, now this is seems like it's it, it's in the past. Is it kind of a steampunky type of thing? I don't want to label yeah. it. So it is alternate history steampunk horror. Good. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so, so very specific genres of subgenres. <laughs> say, all you out there who are into possible. alternative right. universe steampunk horror. 
this is the book for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, and lovers of alternate history and lovers of steampunk. And yes. All that crossover. You Plenty to feed into. So what? what's the story about? So it takes place in a world where Isaac Newton discovered this catalyst, this uh, powder that uh, when you add it to fire, it makes fires burn hotter. So which back then would have just kind of been you know, a fun parlor trick thing. But as the Industrial Revolution kicks in, now we've got something that can make steam engines run super efficient. Mm. So instead of you know, having a big lumbering train, now you can have a big lumbering train carry all kinds of crazy stuff. So wow. Industrial Revolution takes off. Uh, the world is expanding faster. You can get uh, airships pretty easily, right? Just heat up a whole bunch of air and it floats. So, and you can do that without having to lug around a bunch of fuel. It's great. The problem is, uh, which is kind of a secret among the world and gradually discovered, the, uh, the catalyst makes all this extra heat by portaling in from the lake of fire. So it is hell itself yeah, that hell, is bleeding hell over. Hell of fire nice. is actually thus the name. I got that one. Okay, so, the name. And yeah. so you've got a main character that's like trying to figure this out. That's, that's right. So the main character, Nate Kemp, uh, he's a fireman. He's working on the railroad. Uh, he's driving his locomotive along, and uh, something appears in the fire. So, yeah, and it's just this little shadowy tentacle creature and bangs around, and, and it gets out and comes after them, and they try to kill it, and they finally end up throwing it back in, uh, which is apparently a bad thing because then as it gets to feed back in on itself, it explodes and takes over the train and very Ghostbusters-type stuff. Oh, that is so awesome. Excellent. Yeah. That is yeah. fantastic. And this has been out for about, what, a month now? Yeah, it came out June 8th. June 8th. And what? this isn't your first fiction story, right? No, I've I been writing for yeah, a long, long time. Back when I was in college, I had a trilogy of steampunk books come out. So I've been going with that. Back then go. it was yeah. called Victorian Science Fiction. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but they all seem to be alternative timeline as well. Isn't yeah. that basically kind of your idea behind Steampunk that, that something something changed everything that we know? Right. Well, there's three different kind of subgenres of Steampunk. One is the alternate history where, you know, it's the Victorian era and just something technologically or whatever is a little bit different. Uh, but when you get into kind of the wider reaches of Steampunk, you can also have post-apocalyptic. A lot of people argue that you know various films would be this and that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the Victorian, it's, it's still kind of Victorian look, but it's it's in the future. Right. The sun set on the empire, Michael. Yeah. It yeah. set hard. It's <laughs> set set on the entire world. <laughs> that is fantastic. And and now, are you planning still to do any more ghost books? Are there any more ghost books coming out? Absolutely. We've got Haunted Oklahoma City on its way. Yeah, it'll be here this oh, fall. Oh, joy. I just moved to Oklahoma City. <laughs> well, you, now you can read his book and know where not, not to, to go. go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can just check all those. I just, I, just want you, I just want mental images of Nikki walking around downtown with a dog and an aloe, <laughs> a growing aloe plant you know what I'm in its call little it? pot. I'm going to yeah. mark it all on a map, and I'm going to call those my Poconopes. <laughs> Poconopes. <laughs> That's fair. Nope. So this is ebook available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all kinds of different fronts. Uh, it's by Tier Gear Publishing. It's an okay. Irish company. Uh, nice. Yeah, I got in touch with them. I wrote the manuscript uh, before my agent decided that he wanted to do only nonfiction. So okay. So mm. right as that kind of fizzled out, another opportunity appeared. Yeah. I sent it out on uh, Pitchfest on Twitter. You just give a 140 character description of your novel, and <laughs> then awesome. publishers like it or not. That sounds impossible. <laughs> 
No. Yeah, you have to very... you have to really boil it down yeah. to it's actually a really it. good exercise. It really is. I think well, insane. I think Twitter is a really good exercise for any writer. Period. Absolutely. Because oh, yeah. if you can write, if you're writing a sentence that goes over, just a sentence that goes over 140 characters, you're probably going on a little bit longer yeah. than you really should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I've seen sentences like that, and I'm like. Like, it takes up the entire paragraph. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you could probably. But I'm, that's the radio person. That's the yeah. news person in yeah. me. I, my oh, sentence is down. Yeah. Well, and when it comes to, I, I've, I've played around in some of the pitch wars and pitch fests. And when it comes <laughs> down to it, I mean, that's about the amount of time you have to sell anybody on the idea sure. of any 100%. book at all. I mean, that's yeah. the, the old elevator pitch, yeah, you yeah. know, concept. Mm-hmm. You get two sentences, go nuts. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, very good, very good exercise. Thanks. Yeah, and absolutely. you no longer have people glazing over at cocktail parties when they ask you about your book. Not at all. So what's your book about? 140 characters, done. Yeah. yeah. Boom. I can describe it. Can you describe your book in 140 characters or less? So and then some so creepy that- con-goer is <laughs> just- peeping at our table. By the way, we'll check out what is it, the Graphocast that we just did, right? Graphomania. That Nikki and I just did, so make sure to check I'm out that podcast. I'm going to get by there before I'm done. Yeah. yeah. I gotta, yeah. Well, you've got to be. You're our comic book guy. Yeah, totally. Represent. I do appear already on Read Brave Comics <laughs> in the capacity of what the F, Golden Age. So I'm representing. I'm there. And we have, we have such a lot. I mean, even we've got Jeff, who, you know, is with our OKC podcasters, with Courtney. Absolutely, yeah, which I'm just a guest from time to time, but I do teach a history of comics class at OU, so uh, we've got, yeah. we've been in talks about a He's lot of different... a little bit of cred, yeah, is what we're yeah. saying. A history <laughs> of comics. Mm-hmm. Now, do you look at, is there a certain specific genre you look into, or is it just so, everything from 1938 to... Well, we go all the way back. We define cave comics paintings. as pictorial storytelling. Right on. So, cave paintings, right there. Of course. And then uh, ancient Roman graffiti and hieroglyphs and tapestries and... Uh, Renaissance art can going we? up into per- caricature, and then finally we get into actual comic strips. Can we just audit this class? Like, I know, yeah. Yeah, seriously. I mean, as a taxpayer of Oklahoma, you are welcome to come in as long as there are seats available for those paying. Is I'm that, so into that. At OU and Norman? Like, yep. Legitimately. Yeah. Does it count that I'm an I, alumni at all? Like, I think that would be, get, count as a bonus, wouldn't it? That yeah. you could actually go. Can See, I, I work for I, I work for OSU, so I'm not sure I'm allowed on, on the campus. <laughs> Keep it quiet. <laughs> right? Don't, like, I'm don't sorry, leave you sir. any bumper go stickers no on your car because you yeah. have to walk away from <laughs> that thing. Don't carry yeah. in with my KOSU bag or anything like that. Right? Yeah. Just keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just anxiously awaiting for somebody to demand a very specific like Kirby slice of this class, and then I'm useful, you guys. I'm. In- <laughs> I don't know anything about cave paintings, but I could do a semester on Jack Kirby. I'm oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm sure people would pick it up. Comics are huge. It's and growing. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah. I've been amazed. Well, I think it helps that that pop culture has be- has embraced the comics and movies and television. Uh, which they hadn't done before. Mainly, I think, because special effects just didn't allow for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you look back at the original Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, the which, fa- even before the movie Captain America. I mean, we're going back to, like, 1960s. And even 1940s, the old uh, serials. The serials. I yeah. Mean, oh, my goodness. I know goodness. they were what they were, right? But the yeah. I've seen those Batman serials, and it's <laughs> like, how did anyone... Take yeah. this seriously, even at 1940. Yeah, sits him yeah. sitting there at the bat desk. 
on the yes, Batman and Batman. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, same thing with Superman too. It was. It yeah, was I don't know though. Like uh, by the time he gets to TV, hey, let's just go ahead and completely derail uh, this episode of the podcast. So I'll say this: by the time he gets to TV with um, George Reeves, or George right? Reeves, right? I mean that. They put money into that. Yeah. Like, it's still a cloth costume, right? But, I mean, he looks good. He looks like yeah. Superman. Mm-hmm. And he smashes yeah. through walls. Yeah. He does. Like and he jumps I, on trampolines to fly. I do wonder about every gangster who fired the gun until it clicked and then threw it at him. Like, <laughs> it seems like it wasn't going to work out. But other than that, I mean, that thing looked like, because that comes on the heels of the radio show where they were also taking Superman storytelling really, really seriously yeah. on the radio. So I, I think the serials were probably, yeah, have our Batman license for $3. <laughs> That's right. Hey, $3. Well, no one else yeah. is making serials. Right. But, I mean, you know. Yeah. You could buy a house for that back then. And that was, of course, back when they were, doing, they, they were doing any kind of fantasy. So, I mean, Buck, Ro- uh, Buck Rogers and, and Flash Gordon and all those. Yeah, just I mean, about anything that they could think it's of. It's not were, better. Watching <laughs> those serials is not better. No, yeah. but at least it kept those the genre. No, no, in, yeah, in totally. The, I, yeah. I mean to say I don't pick on, <laughs> on the Batman serials. <laughs> it was all a rough time. Yes. Or yeah. we're going to make this for a couple of dollars. But anyway. Yeah. But I'm sure you know, 80 years down the road, people are going to be looking back at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and being like, you can't even interact with it. Why, why would people be excited about that? <laughs> right. It's just static on the screen. Yeah. I know. It looks so two-dimensional. What are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows? That's kind of eerie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So, totally. So 2092, shouting out, you guys. 2092. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that show. What was the movie we saw at the Frack Fest that had the older guys, the oh, older guys yeah. sitting around a table? Oh, right. and oh what, was what was that called? called? And they, 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 you were all giving me a hard time because you were like, we saw your future, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was all of our future. It wasn't just yours. It was, all, it was a bunch of older guys sitting around at a cafe. And they're still arguing. And they're still arguing <laughs> about Star Wars and stuff. And you realize like it's, it's, it's us in like 50 years. Yeah. In the way that my grandfather was still arguing about the, you know, uh, 19s Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Shoeless Joe. And, we are still yes. going to be arguing about Doctor Who episodes. Yes. I think so. I think Good that. Time. And it, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I'm, and I'm stumped as to the name of that movie. Anyway. Speaking of Superman and Batman, I did actually see the Superman Batman movie. Oh. And I have decided that it is a movie that I have seen. <laughs> and it's a movie I haven't seen. Um, I have. I don't know okay what to that. think about it. Have you seen it yet, Josh? No. I heard that. <laughs> I just see that happen. Josh is like hard pass. I heard that the hard extended pass. cut that you can get on the DVD makes a lot more sense. No, oh. doesn't make any more sense. Really? Because like, nope. Wait, was that I the s- only one you saw though? That's true. Yes, it no, is. No, 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 no. Like what? everybody <laughs> I talk to who saw it in the theater and then sees that is like, no, all the plot hit the cutting room floor. What was okay? Then I got. I wish I knew what was that because I just went to get the extended cut, and that was the only one I saw. Yeah, it was Have an art house film. The in the theater version I saw it was. You know, it looked very similar to a 1960s. You know, just cut through a whole bunch of cool imagery together, and here's a dream sequence for That's some right. reason. Right, you said oh, that, the dream sequence. The dream sequence was so and awful. Except for, so awesome. except for, I love the fact that it was a throwback even, to Mad Max. I'm not even harshing on whatever other Zack Snyder problems I have. It's that the guy's a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's a person that a director hires. Right. 
Right. That is not, he is not the director. He is the director. I mean, you know. He is designed yeah. to make everything look pretty and like a movie. And that's what I say. It is a movie. Mission Definitely accomplished. Uh, I, I, you know, I do have to say I, I loved uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Right. Lex Luthor I... is the best thing in that movie. Nikki's Hands very excited down. right now because she found one other person in the world who would <laughs> no. love her. That's what's happening right now. I don't now. see it. Do, did you? Do you? Do you? What about Jesse Eisenberg? Huh? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's wonderful. Oh, I love him. He's love wonderful. He's, he's cuckoo him. for Cocoa Puffs, and I've never seen Lex played that way before. Yeah. It's wonderful. Fantastic. We usually have jokers mm. for that. That's, almost, that is why. I'm almost sold, like, just by that sentence right well, there, but I'm like not. Well, it's like I want the, the all Bane cut of Dark Knight Rises. Well, it's just... <laughs> you need the okay. all Lex Luthor cut of right. Batman versus Superman. No, that would be wonderful. Yeah, I if would it probably was just, be longer than the all Wonder Woman cut. If it was just... Oh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you. Oh. Now, okay, now I, I have some serious problems with... I Not personally with Gal Gadot, but the first time you see her and she's... I never immediately... I knew who she was immediately, and I went, that's not an uh, Amazon. In yeah. Anyway, is that an Amazon? Well, but they're not... Are they really going to chop off her left boob for the movie? I mean, she was just yeah. no. I I just mean Thank I just you. mean being I mean bigger, more oh. more muscular. More of a right. Yeah. She just looks like. In fact, I confused her with the other skinny woman that they had, <laughs> who was following around. Was it Lex Luthor all the time? And I'm like, is it? And my wife was saying, is that the same skinny woman that was following <laughs> the other skinny woman? No, this is it's Diana Prince. Because who's that? I'm like, it's Wonder Woman. And, and then they show her in the World War I outfit. She looks a little better, but that's because she's wearing the full armor. And I just, I, I, it was disappointing. The casting was disappointing. Now, the moment she shows up, the music, it's worth that, it yeah. just hearing the music. I don't know who, I didn't, wanted to check who does the music on for that. If, uh, who's the one that's been doing, he's, he does almost all the Zack Snyder ones. Oh, it's going to bother me. I'll probably shout it out somewhere in the middle of this cup podcast. Right. Um, but it, when she shows up, the music from that moment on the, is fantastic. Those, that real strong drum beat that yes. they do. That, yeah, that was really well done. Again, cinematographer, you know, he's going to orchestrate all that. Yes. So. From the moment the Doomsday shows up, it's, it actually gets good. Yeah, it, that's the, like, from there on, you're like, okay. There's a sentence nobody's ever said. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? It... It, uh, the only thing 1993 me does not believe that statement whenever, as soon as Doomsday shows up everything's great not having it not having it uh, hey they, 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 they did actually show the love for Doomsday they did a really great job of interpreting who he is I still think that that yeah. should have been Superboy not Doomsday because sure Superboy not Doomsday when because the way they you make from Young Justice yeah for okay. the way they make Doomsday is the same way how Superboy was made they, they use Zod's DNA along with Lex's and Lex DNA. And Lex Luthor's DNA. And, and, it, right. and, and the, the ship creates... And then you'd have two Supermans fighting each other. Oh, great. Oh, good. <laughs> More CGI puppets punching each other. That's what the world Just needs. Just what every Zack Schneider movie needs. Fortunately, I have to say the special effects are good to where you're not, you're not recognizing it as CGI. Obviously, they're doing things that are totally impossible, but... It doesn't bother you quite as much. The whole thing, the whole battle, the, the, the premise of the title, Batman versus Superman, really got old after about 10 minutes. I yeah. really didn't care. Yeah. I, I think they both had their points and why 
Batman was bad and Superman was bad, and they well, should have you gone know, together. They write them like a villain. And my wife, the third grade teacher, is going, "Boys, use your words. <laughs> use your words. Not your yeah. fists." Yeah. Well, summarizes yeah. the Bronze Age pretty solidly right there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it just disappointing, very disappointing. I, I but but it, it there were some good points. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, who knew that their both names would have been Martha? Yeah. They actually mentioned that in the, yeah, that no, I know. In the comics. Okay, yeah. Giant spoiler. Giant spoiler, gang. That is a huge plot point that both of their mothers are named Martha. But that's what? not the first time that's come up. That's a giant plot point. I know, I know. For this film. It really is. It's as big as it gets. It's deep. My, my, my wife was like, what? So they're both named Martha? What's the big deal? I'm like, uh... <laughs> Zach figured that out and, and thought, this <laughs> is honest, the greatest thing ever. You no one yeah, has no thought one about I just didn't care for some reason. No that's, yeah. no, that's a fair and legitimate response. Yeah. I don't care what the parents of my superheroes <laughs> are named. They're never around anyway because we kill them off. Yes. Right? That is the biggest pet peeve of mine. Okay, so in so many books, the mom gets killed off. About ninety-two percent of the time. Hal Jordan's dad, <laughs> and then of course, if you figure Superman and Batman's dads both die. Yeah, but like Super Superman's dads died twice. Yeah. That's true. Flash's mom died. He had two different yeah. dads to die. The pa- yeah. I understand it's an emotional catalyst. Everyone has some form of but attachment to their parent. Blah I blah blah. Wider, more complicated feelings about Flash's mother <laughs> dying. Peter Parker's mom and dad did die. Yeah, we got a lot of orphans and a lot of there. There are parents. there there are a lot of orphans. So many orphans. <laughs> so many. See, I actually littering I, my, the hall of justice. And my theory, <laughs> my theory with that was just, that the the reason they have orphans is because it, it was a was a way for young children to kind of identify, uh, especially any young children who had lost their parents and and could identify with the superhero characters. In the in the forties and fifties, I'm not, I'm not talking about. I think they had orphans accidentally because nobody was talking to one another, and it's very convenient. Yeah. But yeah. I've read a lot of Golden Age comics. That's, right. That's true. So, and there is a rule in young adults that you kill the parents. Otherwise, all the problems the kids are facing, they just go talk to their parents, and then they go to the cops, right. and then the book would right. be over. So Which like, is actually kind of fascinating when you read Superboy comics, that his parents are still around, mm-hmm. and it's it's a... Yeah, you can't really help me with the space squid that's going to eat it's sun, Mom. It's a whole other conversation. I'm going to go do that thing. That's the sole reason I didn't finish reading Will of Time. When I started reading the first book, it talks about his mom being dead, and I'm like, we're oh, done listen, here. If you're not going to read fantasy novels about orphans with destinies, you're not going to read <laughs> fantasy novels. Read <laughs> yeah. I was in a weird spot then. But Again, I mean, oh, that is yes. littering the Hall of Justice. <laughs> yeah. Fair. So, was, uh, that's going to be a new meme. Speaking of books, <laughs> you were you were pointing out a new fantasy book. That to all oh, of us. well, that's not new. That was my, uh, a friend of mine's book that's been out for a while. That looks yeah. really good. I got about three pages in and realized I couldn't keep reading, so I stopped for a moment. But, yeah, it looks really uh, good. Daniel Swenson's Horizon. Yeah, they're just, see, they're forcing me to move the spotlight off there of you. you it's not my fault. No, I, Jeff, you can I jump in on it. What's your favorite book? I described it as a fantasy novel that was actually interesting. That you don't hate. That I, well, I, that's right. I did it in two different ways in two different places. Right. It's a fantasy novel I don't hate. Yeah. And it is actually interesting. Guys, things happen in it. What? Really? From the very beginning. 
from yeah, like from, from the very beginning, she's one. she's running so across a roof, do... being chased by a demon. I'm like, okay, you got this me. Fantastic. This is no. what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 We don't. I've been really that. helpful with the sequel. Like I've been beta reading and kind of helping him polish up the sequel. It's going to be good. It's really exciting. That's awesome. awesome. I, I, I've downloaded it, so I'm looking forward to reading that. What's your favorite book, Jeff? Well, I've read this book, Hellfire, recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check it out. I'm really sorry about my entire show. <laughs> for, for, All right. I have Tur- a question. Turks- yes. I can't Hellfire read question? Tur- yes. Your publishing company. Oh. What are we doing? Oh. I was looking at the publishing I company. I can't read oh, okay. it. As far as you said you read a bunch of steampunk back in the day. How did you go about trying to differ- differentiate yourself from what's already out there? Uh, yeah, so originally the, the trilogy that I wrote was very Victorian, very colonial. It's about yeah. these uh, group of uh, shipping magnets guys who get a spaceship, and so first they go to the moon, and then they go to Venus and Mars, and it's all very Vernzian in the technology, so making sure that stuff will work as much as possible. High five on yeah. that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and then it's well, very Wellsian uh, in describing these civilizations. So under the moon, they've got bug people and ants and how do you live in an ant culture? And, uh, you know, because you've got the queen who's giving uh, birth to all the next generation. So the, the ants need to serve the queen. Otherwise, they'll all grow old and die. Right. But then on the other hand, like all they do is work all the time. So it's kind of an interesting dichotomy. Uh, and then my favorite is the second book where they go to Venus and it's populated by uh, these sentient plants whose civilization is built on the idea that knowledge is power. So legitimately your social station is how smart are you. So instead of like legal courts, they have Jeopardy. And like, you know. Fantastic. Yeah. So so good. Is the dirt on the lowest form of intelligence because they're dumb as dirt? Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. Dumb as dirt. <laughs> Josh? Literary analysis. <laughs> That's a new segment. We're going to do literary analysis by Nikki all the time. I demand it. <laughs> I, think I we just should. like that it was like an elaborate setup for a joke. Like, <laughs> she purposely like, yeah, that was, anyway, yeah. yeah. Go. <laughs> Sounded like go a Go forth. So are you still so, reading the Harry what? Potter? Oh, I'm sorry, go on. Oh, yeah, so let's go back to your original question. The hey! original trilogy, very polished I and, going on. you know, golden age sci-fi, everything's going to be great, and like we'll work together and so forth. And then this... Hellfire is a lot darker since, you know, I mean, the title alone. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it really turns it on its head. It's everything on the surface is shiny and awesome. They've got all these factories and everything, but, it, you know, secretly it's poisoned. So, which, uh, as an example of that, it's set in a world where uh, Aaron Burr uh, wasn't tried for treason. Oh, oh so, wow. Well, okay. uh, yeah, so instead of uh, ending up in Washington and, or ending up in Virginia and going through the courts where he got pretty much blacklisted and everything. He went to Congress where he still had a bunch of friends and got those guys working over through the Jeffersonians. So no war of 1812. Yeah. I love when Yeah. So it all takes place in a state called Gloriana, uh, just north of Orleans. So it's kind of half Louisiana, half Arkansas, very industrialized and yeah. gritty. And, Interesting. Yeah. All right. So on, on your poster here, there's two people. We've yeah. heard about this one. What about this lady? So female protagonist. So she is a wealthy heiress. Her name is uh, Josira, uh, Josira Jason. She um, uh, she has kind of stepped away from the limelight, and she works as a nurse in a psychiatric room. So which you have all these portals to hell, okay. and the fires like whisper at people gradually. And a lot of people don't believe that they actually do, but it's susceptible. And, that and sounds as you're oddly along, familiar. Yeah. So 
people who've worked around it for a long, long time eventually snap and go homicidally insane. So they have a lot of insane asylums packed around all these factory towns. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I actually yeah. really love that. Yeah. Do we, do we so have an actual year that this takes place? 1856. Okay, good. So, okay. so is there any kind of a lead up to a civil war at, at, at all with, with what's going on? Like, no, because history's changed. That's what I'm right. saying. So, is, yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. So, I mean, things are a little bit different, but they're still pretty, pretty solid. Um, positive thing about Aaron Burr, he was a big uh, fan of abolition. No, oh, so, okay, yeah, so it's a free state and everything. But then, you know, all these uh, freedmen are now left without jobs, so they kind of get re-enslaved back into the factories. Oh, so, see, yeah. see it, you change yeah. one thing. And is there more of an emphasis on an industrial, like, not in, uh, what am I trying to work, manufacturing versus agriculture? Or is there still a pretty strong, like, agricultural base in the South? Yeah, so, which, he's a train, so he's traveling all over the place. And right. it's very kind of urban versus country. Okay. So, you know, the urban cities are just covered in soot and smoke yeah and, uh, they have this constant smell of sulfur from all the f- hellfire coming through mm-hmm. uh, but they also have like giant bridges and street lights all the time and everything so, yeah which but then you get out into the country everything's peaceful and quiet and and nice yeah so and there's a big argument of well is nice what you want or is urban what you want right yeah. that's really interesting because that actually happened really because civil uh modernization and industrialization happened very rapidly in japan and so mm-hmm. i could that's a very interesting part. So to put that in a novel, I'm highly interested now. Because the speed of which the, the yeah, technology Yeah, because like within grew. like 50 years, industry, industry hit Japan because they opened up their trade and stuff. Yeah. And so you had the samurai and then you had the industry. And like it's that clash and merger of the two. So with steampunk, I imagine that would be a really interesting aspect. Especially once you get outside of mm-hmm. the city. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, little, little count, uh, country sheriff versus you know, the police force. So, right. Well, specifically the federal rail agents. So all going all the way up to Washington. And they've, nice. And they've got these hunchbacks that work for them, these guys who wear big hats and goggles and masks and everything. So nobody ever really knows what exactly they look like, but they smell really bad. <laughs> and they're really, really strong, so nobody wants to find out. So and it's a secret that you'll have to read the book and find out. Hellfire! Mm-hmm. I am so Excellent. excited. I am excited. I am in. Can we get um, digital and physical copies on at so Amazon or? It's kind of cool. This publishing house, Tear Gear Publishing, does uh, first eBooks since mm-hmm. those are pretty cost-effective to get out. Mm-hmm. And then as the publishing is successful, uh, then they shift on to print copies for the cool. books that can do that. And the Tear Gear is T-I-R-G-E-A-R-E. Mm-hmm. T-I-R-G-E-L-R-E. So everyone knows I am buying it right now. There you go. Fantastic. <laughs> I am super excited. That's wonderful. Yay! Yeah, that sounds great. I'm really excited. I am excited to read this thing. Yeah, and so now that it's out, what are you working on right now? So right now, I am uh, currently in the process. I've done the recording, and now I need to do the editing. I'm launching a 12-part YouTube series called Story Crafting. Uh, it oh, is wow. all the mechanics of stories. What do you need to do to write a story? So episode one is the three parts of a story, plot, characters, setting. And then episode two builds on that, and three and four and on. And by the and end of it, yeah, it'll be great. Dude, where can we find out more? On your website? Can we find Yeah, you can more? find out more on my website. Uh, nothing's okay. posted yet, but I'll be giving a big shout-out once things uh, get, once the first episode gets up. Awesome. Jeff, JeffProvine.com. So, yes, JeffProvine.com. Right. Is that the best way to keep in touch with you, or Twitter? or uh, like Twitter, at JeffProvine. Okay. Pretty much all is my announcements will come best? through that. All right. And a lot of very short stories, hashtag VSS. So those... 136 character. Nice. Impossible. Okay. It's, I've done it. It's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm doing it right it's now. It's punchy. I'm yeah. a huge fan. I had a good one uh, this week. So the entire story is uh, 
first line of dialogue where it says, Junior made a new imaginary friend today. Her name is Lucy Fur. I think she's some kind of bunny. <laughs> and, and then it says, um, uh, that's when we started buying holy water by the case. <laughs> yes, yes. This is excellent. So, so that's that a Twitter a short story yeah. right there. I am tweeting this right now. And I'm with a picture of Jeff. So you guys can check our Twitter. See, and with multimedia a extravaganza. Just saying. Yeah. There you go. So, and, and yeah. Follow. And you said a haunted OKC as well is coming out. Did you say a date on that one? Haunted OKC? Haunted OKC, yeah, coming out this fall. So it should be late September, early October, and it's crazy. So which just as a sneak peek of little Oklahoma City history, during the land run, uh, all the stations along the railway had state soldiers placed at them to make sure nobody went crazy. So like Norman and Edmond and Guthrie and Oklahoma City. So which uh, in Norman and Guthrie and Edmond, they all got called back after a couple of weeks. It was fine. Oklahoma City actually had the 4th Cavalry called back. So we were under martial law for about the first 18 months. Yeah, oh, wow. it was insane. They had people pulling guns on each other. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That we are fantastic. a wild, wild city. So, yeah, what was your what's, what's the most most haunted place that, that in Oklahoma City? Most haunted place in Oklahoma City. That is. There's a lot I could argue Please for. Please don't be by my house. Please don't be by my house. <laughs> it's, it's the classic city. <laughs> if you guys have checked in with our podcast before, we had Jeff on around Halloween. <laughs> last year and just to give some context Nikki. and we uh, well Jeff okay I'm gonna put all the blame on him scared the crap out of me <laughs> and she was literally taking notes by the end of the episode of to how to avoid you know having to deal with a haunt you know what's the best way to handle a haunted, <laughs> haunted situation a haunted place just taking notes so aloe we learned that aloe plants mm-hmm. are helpful in in what why? Parties. Why are they helpful? Aloe plants, parties, animals. Right, uh, animals. <laughs> the presence of it. Which my cat ran away this week, so. Oh, you're so. definitely living in a haunted <laughs> place. Like, All even right. the cat couldn't handle it. That yeah. was like, deuces. Was like, That's it, I'm out. I'm out. And, and belief in a higher power. And Nikki That's has right. since yeah. moved into a new apartment and, you know. Incense, yeah. In yeah. the older part of in town. In the older part of town. Lavender. <laughs> there you guys, you're all caught up now. Ringing bells? I just actually learned that one a couple of months oh. ago. Ringing bells, yeah. Okay. I'm going to wear jingle bells all the time. Which is oh, fantastic for your neighbors are going to so love you. <laughs> I'm oh. upstairs, too. <laughs> when, you, when your kids come over, just put, like, big cowbells yeah, on them. Right. Ding, 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 ding. Listen, that's just a good policy no matter what you're <laughs> <laughs> It's like belling a cat, dude. Yes, it is. It's like belling a cat. So, okay, so most haunted building yes. in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, the Skirvin gets all the press. No, of course yes. With their 10th oh, floor, yeah. which used to be the top floor back in Prohibition era. That's when all the uh, now, parties would there, go on. I was there when they, were, when they were rebuilding the place from 80, uh, after closing it from 88. And it it did look like it could be haunted. When they were re- refurbishing it for the, I think it was 2007. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, big reopening. Yeah, it looked haunted. Absolutely. So I'm personal favorite also the Overhill. Overholzer Mansion. Uh, Mrs. Truth. Overholzer uh, apparently stays at the window, keeping an eye out toward downtown where Mr. Overholzer's office is. And, mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And, and apparently a lot of their servants are still there, like the gardener really? still, you know, messing with stuff and the uh, guy who shovels coals still is in the basement and one of their maids and a nurse. And so very loyal staff. Did yeah. you get to cool. go? D- did you go take a tour as a refresher when so, you were writing? Actually, that chapter was taken care of by my co-author, uh, so oh, Tani okay. McCoy. Uh, she's one of the co-founders of the Oklahoma Paranormal Association. Yeah. Yes. So, and she does uh, 
tours up in Guthrie. She, uh, her team goes through and guides people into actual sites, and you get to hold all the equipment and do all the research and all kinds of fun that stuff. That okay. is yeah. horrifying. Yeah, yeah they've had a lot of people with scratches afterwards. And yeah. yeah. Where can you oh. find out more about the tours? So go to, I believe it's opa.com. And okay. if it's not that, you can just Google Oklahoma Paranormal Association. Okay, yeah. awesome. And they're great. Those tours Shout are a lot out. of fun. I've done some of those. And they're, they're fun. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely fun. Well, really- Michael, fun might be a different, a different thing for you than for Nikki. Just saying. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> People have different definitions of fun. I think it sounds terribly fun. That's true. <laughs> but I'm, you know. Nikki's more of a zombie type of right. thing. She's I'll, a, I'll kill me some zombies. Right. Right. You just have to be able to kill on. the scary thing. Yeah, you exactly. Can't, ghost. You I don't know how ghost. to kill a ghost. How do you do that? I you got can't, salt. Already dead. That's right. I got exactly. salt. That's all, I, that's all I've got. Oh, but yeah. then you have to find the body, though. That doesn't yeah, do anything to the ghost. You actually have to, if you have supernatural, to salt. If every third episode of Supernatural is to be believed, you have to find the body. Salt, salt and it, it and burn it. If, salt it and burn it. And I tell you, if I if salt. I that if they actually exist, I would like throw like as much money into salt futures as possible. <laughs> because well, I mean, hey, you're yeah. right. Every third episode, I'm kind of thinking are. the day after uh, every fire becomes a portal to hell, I would be like, I'm gonna invest in salt. You know? <laughs> yeah, cold yeah. iron, industry. salt. <laughs> yeah. And churches. Have, <laughs> churches. A, have a priest just right next to you the whole yeah. time. Here, bless this, please. This is my personal holy man. <laughs> <laughs> you want me, you have to go through him. And that's when we started buying holy water by the case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Full circle. Full, Full circle. circle. Yeah, boom. <laughs> So you were—I do want to give it—you were—you were talking about Harry Potter. You have you finished reading Harry Potter? I have finished the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Have Let you me read all the Harry Potter, Jeff? I've read the Harry Potters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So do you my, know about it's this no Harry longer two thousand one, so I have finished <laughs> yeah. Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Some people are hey. confused. Harsh me right out. Oh, burn. my wife I was got say. started reading Sorcerer's Stone last Sunday. She is almost all the way through the third nice. book already. They're addictive. She can read good, Josh. She oh, reads I, well. I can read. I can read. That's not it's the problem. It's just Harry Potter. I, I know. So, yeah. well, she, we've, we've got the full. This is the third time that I have attempted to read the Harry Potter series from the beginning. Uh, the first time I really enjoyed the first book. That was like 12 years ago. And I remember really liking it. And the last one was, I don't know, three or four years ago. And it was okay. Which and one? This, the mean? first book. Okay. Like, I started to beginning oh, to try and read the whole thing. Well, after 12 years, I got to start over. Yeah. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> so, the plot starts at the 41% mark. This mm-hmm. is a thing that I discovered easily thanks to the Kindle. That is not a vote in its favor. No, it's not. Uh, I, so, what I've come to figure out is 12 years ago when it was all fresh and new... I was overwhelmed and overjoyed with the world building, so I didn't require a plot. Right. Okay. The, the, the moments passed, and there's not a whole lot of plot in that first book, you guys. No. no. But it's a short book, too. I mean, it would be different didn't if it feel was, like it. It's no. a baby young adult. Yeah. Wow. No, the, uh, first time, <laughs> afternoon. I read it in an afternoon. Yeah. Like, I, I picked it up by accident. It was left accidentally at my house. I picked it up to see what all the hubbub was banged it out in an afternoon no problem yeah this time it was like digging ditches with a plastic spork it i mean like i am uncomfortable with the repeated beginnings of child abuse like that is a really rough way to start a book y'all 
and then and it takes that and then it's all that time like almost to the 50% mark before the actual plot starts and then they hand wave the only exciting thing going on in the whole book and guys I remember the second book well it's not very good I'm thinking I might skip it and just go to Prisoner of Azkaban do it which is which Fair. is a very good book and actually, we have the, decided the not to podcast oh, yeah. about Harry Potter so I can now skip the second book I don't have to <laughs> make the scholarly effort i can just so you decide not to do the podcast on it no the other daphne olive of yeah. black sales podcast she also was she's behind me she's not done she's about halfway through uh was saying that she's really enjoying it so it's, it's her first time ever and she's really enjoying it but does not have enough to say about it for there to be a podcast right. so we're doing a little something else that will take all the pressure off of us because I was just going to be super negative, Nancy. Accidentally, again, I, I like that. No, no. Yeah, but you don't want. Yeah, but you don't want a whole podcast outside of your outside of your fantasy land. That is a rare experience. <laughs> but you don't want a whole podcast about that. It's a, that would be just a that be a that, just Debbie a Downer podcast. Yeah, that, that would not be. And fun the second one, love it. Why? The second yeah. one would just be me Why? snoring because seriously, that book is not good. It's yeah. not good. I remember uh, I, that. Like. I, I, yeah. I just remember being excited about it. And I remember running through the first three books like within a fortnight. Yeah. I was, I loved it. It's apparently the way to do it. And it was it was like great. Jumping into a cold pool or a but, bonfire. And I, and I loved the fourth book, but then I, I read the fifth one and I was like, Wait, what's just, the name of the fourth one? Uh, that's yeah. the Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. I think that's as far. As and that, I made and that it one was before. good. And the fifth book, good The Order of Phoenix, I was like, what? Uh, Order was, of the Phoenix is the worst one out of them. He's sad. That's what I thought, too. He's sad yeah. for 800 pages. Yeah, he's, he, super and he's sad. And he's, and and he's moody emo. sad on top of that, yeah. which is like two things. Well, it's the end of the second act, right? Yes. Yeah. So, he's, of course, he's, he's, the Empire Strikes it's Back. It's meant to yes. be. It's, but it's meant to get through. Yeah. Like but you still got you still got to no make the book. You still got to make the book interesting itself. Yeah, you know. You do. Um, and I yeah. And then I, I Half Blood Prince was okay. Favorite. And the only reason that I and, and I, I enjoyed the Half Blood Prince, but the only reason I read the seventh book was because I had to. <laughs> you had made it. This <laughs> oh, that's right. Because Michael never bails. He's a I don't. I don't finish. Right. I do. Not, I always complete everything. So I and, and the seventh book was just like oh. Sometimes I haven't felt that way. Bail. I haven't felt that way about the movie. I was like oh, I've got to watch Sometimes this movie. Sometimes when you bail, it means you have to try two more times. Wow. <laughs> True story. So his birthday is this next weekend. I assume yeah, everybody's going to watch all eight films all the way through. Nope. But that's my plan. All eight films. Oh, <laughs> I also assume this, everybody's yes. been sorted into the new North American house. Right. I, I I don't know about that, but Best of Go Books is having uh, a they're having a midnight uh, Harry Potter party Woo! next Saturday because yes. like, uh, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is coming out yeah. next Saturday, and I don't know what this is yet. I still am trying to figure it out because it's not, I know it's not a book because it's a play mm-hmm. that's been yeah. running in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I don't know if it's the script. I have seen photos of their cast, and they have like. Old Harry and their kids and like right and it looks really interesting. No, that's why I'm wondering if it's like a playbook, like the not not a playbook like you would get at the, at the like play. Like a manuscript. But you well, like what you ham. There's a ham big Hamilton book where it has like the lyrics of the songs, but it also goes through the history of how yes, the play the was done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if it's something it's like called. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, wonder I don't make too. these things I up. I just heard about the party like. Earlier this, actually, I heard it because you announced it on the radio. Like, yes, that's why it, it was in I our. I was like, why is this all coming full circle? KOSU events calendar. Yes, it was. 
Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's been too long there. and I don't. Right there on Nikki's phone, Nikki I am has seeing bought. in real time that she has purchased Hellfire. Oh, Start so reading it. Tell us right. what you Show that back up again. Pull it back up again. Yeah, go. Time lapse podcasting. Oh, Just check in every 20 minutes or so. I still like it. <laughs> it's, it's, you can live tweet the whole book. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what my Twitter was for the Sorcerer's Stone. So. <laughs> it totally was. You could tell when I gave up on Sorcerer's Stone yeah. and started watching Black Sails because they started getting longer and more interesting <laughs> series of tweets. Anyway, still going to do it, you guys. Okay, I'm gonna, I will wrap up my Sorcerer's Stone coverage <laughs> with what my, uh, my cousin gave me a very insightful uh, thought on why I was not loving it and he points out that I live in a post Harry Potter YA landscape yeah you do where oh. before it's a barren wasteland yes it is You're, that's one very good one drop of water in the desert yes. and everybody goes nuts yeah but now it's not a single oasis like such a good observation YA is a whole big deal and now you actually have to be uh, good I don't, man, I haven't read the whole series, and you're going to get us hate mail. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but no, but I mean, it objectively. Has to, you, can't, you can't just sort of limp along and right. be super British be to in. an American audience yeah. and expect magic to happen. Pardon the play on words yeah. in the modern YA landscape. No, so you're absolutely. That was, yeah, props to Ethan. That was a big time deal. I was like, hey, well played. That's I really good feel insight. a lot better about that, not enjoying this book. No. And it is. I, it, it's, it's good legit. insight because we really, I mean, it, when Harry Potter came out, that was a big deal. And it was a really big deal. It grabbed He's everyone's like, attention. There's no YA. There's no YA. Yeah. There's no YA. There's no YA. There's like have spacesuit will travel. Like there's a few of those. And that's it. Like, there's yeah. not a why. It's not a business. Certainly not a. Right. Yeah, you're certainly not so. trying to get two people that are out there. But, yeah, no, I think it's a great way to put that. That's a really good observation. Though. Yeah. I agree. Because, I, you know, I read in a, in a post Harry Potter. Young adult fiction wasn't a thing. Now, said, going no. back, you go back to the one that started all. It's, I mean, it's, I don't want to make too unpleasant a. Because I just had interesting things to say about Golden Age comics. But, I mean, they didn't know what they were doing, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Most of it was more interesting than good, and it's because they were all kind of figuring. The they thing were just out. making so, it up anyway, as they went yeah, along. Yeah, it was good. Excellent Absolutely. observation. I, yeah. I, 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 I did finish reading the five uh, Gregor the Under Overlander. Oh my goodness! Novels. Some of my favorite novels of all and time. Everybody, buckle up. We're going to have some more literary observations by Nikki. Go. Uh, Gregor the Un- Overlander. Overlander. I was going to say Underlander, but anyways, uh, is a series. By Suzanne Collins, who did the Hunger Games, and in my opinion, far better and than the Hunger pre- Games. It precedes the Hunger Games. Okay. Not. Yeah. It, was, it was like 2004 to not 2007. In universe. Yeah. Not, no, not no, in no. the same yeah. universe. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm just in her when her writing, she she wrote she wrote those before she wrote. I the have Hunger to. Games. The, the thing that got me hooked was at the time, um, my daughter Jane was three years old, and Boots is three years old in oh, yeah. in the books. Hi, you. What a lot of authors do, they either write kids this age way too baby-like mm-hmm. or way too mature. She got it right on point. That kid acts just like my daughter acted then. Yeah. She's just right at the age range. And so it was really easy for Jane to identify with her, for Trent to identify her, because sis- his sister's uh-huh. the same age. And 
uh, Gregor, I think, is 10 or 11. 11, 12, 11 turns 12. He was, he, was a couple, he was a couple years younger, but Trent could identify. We listened to the audiobooks in the car. I was going to say, yeah. did you read them to them? Or yeah, we no. listened to the audiobooks. And uh, if you get the audiobooks, the narrator. That's how I got it. That's how I did The it. narrator is so good on those books. It's he amazing. Was wonder- I, I strongly recommend getting the audiobooks. You can actually get them from the Metropolitan Library That's where I got System. Them. And it is, it is so good. It's perfect for children, but I think it's also perfect for adults. The storyline. There's a lot of good lessons in there. And there's the fact that everyone really does evolve throughout, yeah, including Boots, who yeah. goes from about, you can see her go from a three-year-old at the very beginning <laughs> to, a to a four-year-old by the end of it. And it's really, really good. I highly yeah, recommend amazing. these books. Like, in my opinion, excited. better than The Hunger Games. Like. Yeah, wow. For children of any age. They're really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed Dunger <laughs> Games. So, yeah, I didn't even put that together until I, I was, until your, until Michael's wife, Kim, lent me the books. And yeah. I saw that Susan, Suzanne, Suzanne Collins, Collins wrote them. She has such a, a way of, of putting voices into her characters that you can really distinguish them. And the audiobooks, the guy really found a way to make every, but every one of them very unique and and individual, and it was, oh, it was just amazing. Yeah, I'm amazing. I also have to point out, uh, in Jeff's book, he did one of my favorite things, which he put a map, map. which I love, <laughs> love <maps. laughs> when they put maps in books. And it, it, it shows the Ozarks, and this is really cool since we live near all this stuff. Uh-huh. You can really get, there's the Mississippi and or New Orleans and Texas, and so you can really see what area this all is taking place in. And I love when they put books in there, and it's all old-timey looking, it's amazing. Okay, that's all I had. <laughs> we, we do need to kind of close it up. Any other final thoughts? Final what are thoughts? you excited to see at Comic-Con today? Or what's, like, the Cosplay anything? contest. Okay. I love cosplay contests. Yeah. They are so much it's fun. I love to see creative. Cool this morning. Yeah, no, I heard about that, and I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to great. miss it, too. But What the, was the, the theme? Uh, Justice League International. Hell yeah. That was the Booster Gold and all that. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't international. Is it just Justice League America? Justice League is like catch-all. But I mean, to watch... So they do a good job on the cosplay, but to watch the children, the children are all like, no, I don't want to go get my picture with the Flash. It's the Flash. It's like, it's a dude dude in a Flash costume. Go get a picture. I mean, you know, like you don't want to break the magic, but you're like, just go get a picture. It's fine. But at the same time, you're like, But they're all like, no, it's... mm -hmm." No. That's the Flash. Oh, that's wonderful. I can't just be walking up to the Flash. Yeah, it was very cool. They get starstruck. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. They do. Because it, it is, especially when you look at Captain America, and you know they just saw Captain America up on the big screen, and there he is, right there. You know, it's almost like watching Santa Fe. Costumes Santa, Santa are on Claus. point. Just saying. Yeah, Captain America is. Oh yeah. Well, I, I think several that excellent Captain Americas. Yeah, I mentioned Robin and Starfire coming by. There goes here. there goes Mini Me Deadpool. The tiny Deadpool. I did see Sailor Deadpool. Oh, so good. Which simultaneously thrilled me and turned my stomach. Yeah. Uncomplicated. You are complicated, and that's fair. I've caught a lot of Pokemons since I got see, here. I've been playing. See, I'm, I am horrible like at this hour. game. I've been here, what, uh, an hour and a half? I'm I have not even opened up my Pokemon it. game. I am horrible that's at this game. You've been interacting with people? I, I drove yeah, around That's the why city. I haven't done it. That's the only reason I don't feel bad. I've been yeah. interacting with other humans. I don't know. Pokemon's a game like none other. People are outside exercising and talking to strangers. Yes, And everybody's are. having a great time. Like, yeah. I, no, I, some, I can't understand this. Caleb Masters pointed out, or who does another podcast, he's a why, good, good trash. trash. And uh, he said that I, according to my social media, I'm in an impossible number of places at any given yep, time. <laughs> partially because I work for Yelp. We owe it all to Yelp and I Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I was all over the place yesterday. 
playing Pokemon and working with y'all. And we did a big shout out also to our friends over at Wafty. The we apologize yeah, for the inconvenience so they had us great. on, and Go we just talked. That. that was one of the things we talked about was the fact that it gets you out, it gets you interacting with people, <laughs> it. It also, it's, since you have to actually walk in kilometers, mm -hmm. it's teaching you the metric system. Uh, <laughs> um, it is not involved. It's it mostly no. teaching me that I don't have to care because I'm an American. That's, well, except for the fact that you go, hey, five kilometers, only three miles. It's that actually only, sounds right. better. Sounds even better. Yeah. I love that things like I can go five, <laughs> I can are go not five kilometers because it's only three miles. historical landmarks are. Yes. <laughs> um, like I was at Whiskey the other night. Um, we had a Yelp event there. And... Um, Thanks to Ingress, a t there are a ton of Pokestops in Deep Deuce because it's a historical area yeah. with a lot of history. Sorry, that was a bad sentence. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's kind of fantastic. There's all these little plaques and landmarks that point out the important historical Deep Deuce, I would love to go to Deep Deuce. And yeah, they're all thanks to Ingress, which was uh, the precursor kind of to yeah. Pokemon. It kind of laid the groundwork and the infrastructure for Pokemon Go. Nikki? All right. So, speaking of Pokemon Go. Speaking of Go, Pokemon Go. This coming weekend. Ah, yes. Friday July night. 29th. Bricktown Go. It's at 7 p.m. Uh, our friends at SuperBitCon and IzumiCon are uh, hosting this event. Um, it, it says, join with the SuperBitCon staff, Oklahoma Retro Gamers Society, and IzumiCon to play Pokemon Go in Bricktown. Meet the Centennial Fountain at 7 p.m. in front of the Harkins Theater. We'll fight for gyms, hit up Pokestops, and drop lures together. And then pub crawl over to Tapworks L House for food and drinks. The event is super casual and loosely organized. You don't have to be a Pokemon master to come out, make new friends, and have a good time. Okay, so when we made this, <laughs> when this we made is my this event, part of the story. yes, we were expecting maybe a hundred people show <laughs> up. Maybe. Uh -huh. So far, three point one thousand people have said that they're going to show up and 7.2 thousand people say they're interested Would in that be 7,200 yes yeah. okay so so up That's more than lot. more than the metric system more than I know the metric <laughs> so more than 10,000 people Asia. are either interested or going exactly and fantastic. so yeah. we were all gonna go to Tapworks but I don't think it can facilitate almost like maybe a small tap group can go to Tapworks yeah. yeah so It'll probably be spread out. Like I That's said, it's food trucks. Are you listening? Yeah, food yes. trucks. <laughs> you might want to come to Bricktown. <laughs> Look up, get, talk to Josh Delosian, get that food truck app. Yeah. Let's get them yeah. down here. Yeah. Come to uh, And you said, what was, you said that, they're, that they're trying to do what uh, Brandon's trying to do? Oh, uh, if you will uh, tweet. Yes, tweet. Tweet Niantics. They do have programming for legendary Pokemon. So we are trying to convince them Very to cool. maybe release one since there's going to be maybe several thousand people at this event. So if you will tweet at Niantics on Twitter, mm -hmm. hashtag BricktownGo, and ask for them to release a, yeah. maybe a legendary Pokemon. There. I think it's wonderful. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm catching a Pidgey right now. Me too. Were we <laughs> <laughs> you catching my Pidgey? How about you catch my right? Pidgey? I don't know. Once yeah. again, I don't know how that doesn't work. a dirty place, you guys. Fun fact, <laughs> you're never competing for Pokemon. That's Is that true? I don't, I don't yeah, know much true. about that. You are that. never exactly. competing for Otherwise, Pokemon. Otherwise, people would have been shot by now. Exactly. That's true. You are uh, never true. competing for someone's Pokemon. You can all you can all catch them. In fact, I think I just it sat there and caught three Pidgey. The only thing disappointing was I was watching a concert, 
at Chesapeake Energy Arena, and I was, and I, there's a pokey stop for the Chesapeake Energy Arena, but apparently, which I was in the Chesapeake Energy Arena, but apparently I wasn't close enough to the spot where they placed that. Yeah. So, like, if you're, I think they should make those bigger. If you're I don't. In, if you're in the arena, you no, should be. because I already know. Drive-bys. <laughs> yeah. True. That's the thing. Well, let me just you put it in the walking. center of Chesapeake Energy Arena. So because then it would you'd be. actually have to go in, and then people that weren't oh, supposed so to be right. in there yeah, would go right. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you have to be on You set. know, like at the Holocaust Museum. <laughs> yeah. I know. But apparently the, the Oklahoma City National Memorial is very excited about this. It is Carrie Watkins stop. has actually said that they're very excited to have young people, especially young people who weren't even alive when the bombing happened, are coming in and they're learning about I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of my bones getting brittle. <laughs> Kids well, playing Pokemon Go who weren't even alive during the bombing. <laughs> yes. All right. Speaking of, so let's 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 wrap this up. We and do. Catch some Pokemon. Uh, uh, okay, that's right. So Jeff, tell us where people can find you. So check me out at at Jeff Provine and JeffProvine.com or on Facebook at author Jeff Provine. There we go. And you can find us on our new website at OkieGeek.com. You can find us Okie Geek Podcast at Twitter, Facebook, and all that kind of good stuff. What else? Oh, we got a Gmail account. <laughs> no one ever Gmails us. Hey, send us a missive, please. Yeah. And let us. I was thinking about this today while I was getting out of the shower. The people need to send us and let us know what it is we need to change. What can we do better? Oh, great! Invite them to send hate mail. That's right. Well, hey, it's the only way we're going to get better. <laughs> That's pretty awful. What would you like to see or have us talk about? That's right. And also events, things that are going on. It's the best way to know that things are, sometimes things slip through the cracks and we'd love to have you on. Got a few of those from uh, from the con that we can add to the calendar. That's so right. keep an eye on that. Yeah, absolutely. We have new cards. Thanks to, thanks to Nikki. And they're so we should, amazing. We should put those on, on Instagram, Instagram too. Oh, good. So Instagram, we are on Instagram. Multimedia extravaganza. <laughs> I'm like, I work for Yelp. I'm a professional. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You can find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher and iTunes. And Devin, we'll start with you. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me on uh, primarily Twitter at Wubba. That's W-U-V-B-A. Nikki. I am at Retro Robinson on Twitter, and I also run the Facebook page. Joshua. At Joshua Unruh. And it will be a lot more optimistic now. That's As I have finished the Sorcerer's Stone. Good. <laughs> we'll find you something fun to, watch, fun to read. Do what? So we'll find you something fun to read. Oh yeah! If you, you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't see me. that announcement that I was heading off to You're read something done. exciting, yeah, I see? was doing. There you go. Yeah, Hellfire. In fact, Hellfire. I believe I'm going to give a look at this uh, this uh, fresh new scrappy up and comer Jeff Provine's new novel Hellfire. I feel so like that thing's a thing I should that. be reading. Check out Hellfire. Definitely. I already got it. Why don't you have it yet? That's she's she's the trendsetter. Because I've been interacting with humans. <laughs> interacting with humans. While the rest of us have been playing Pokemon and downloading books. Shameful. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Jeff Provine and Buck Berlin and the World Comics, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. I'm Nikki Robinson. I'm Josh Unruh. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on.